1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, non-stop Viking Star. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey everybody, welcome into Purple Daily. We've got an offensive line battle update. A training camp, in air quotes, training camp. Offensive line battle update, which we'll give you here after we thank Federated Insurance for being a partner of Purple Daily. If you own a business, this is not the year to feel uncertain about your protection and about your pandemic plans and HR, communication, etc., etc. Federated is here to help business owners just as they have been for over 100 years through good and bad they are here to offer protection and all kinds of tools. You can find more information at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. <laughs> all right. Welcome into Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. You can find this show in one of two main ways. Podcast, Purple Daily Podcast, Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. And the Purple Daily YouTube channel, which is part of the Score North umbrella YouTube.com slash score North. We would appreciate uh, any love you could give us either in the form of a subscription on YouTube or a five-star rating and positive review helps spread the word about this show. And now the Vikings have, uh, have the full team minus the COVID list guys, and they are going through various workouts in preparation for the season. There's still a lot of uncertainties in terms of whether or not logistically this thing can be played, but we're going to go forward as if the season is full go and and there are camp battles to be figured out without preseason games. And Judd, the first one off the bat here, offensive line, we have our first major piece of information about offensive line position battles.
0: The nuggets are just starting to roll in.
1: This is, uh, this is interesting. This is from the Star Tribune here, Mark Craig. And I'm just going to read here and then we can dissect. An NFL season muddied by the world of COVID-19 has forced some pragmatic clarity along the Vikings' offensive line. That's what jumped out Wednesday afternoon as offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak served up this tray of newsy nuggets during a zoom video call with reporters. Here are the nuggets. Yes Riley Reef will stay put at left tackle. no experimentation at guard. okay. We've kind of been saying that right? If you're gonna if it let's let's go you know reef and Ezra Cleveland. Um, if yeah. you want to make Cleveland comfortable at tackle, well, but he's a rookie starting in the NFL for the first time and then Reef would move to guard. But in and, fairness
0: to Reef, if you're going to move him to guard, you probably need, needed OTAs and correct the camps and training camp and you're not really going to have that. So in fairness to Reef, allowing him to play a, a position that he's not bad at yep. is probably most fair.
1: And so, you know, just in general, you haven't been able to do practices in OTAs and mini camps and you're not going to have preseason games. So what are the two most important positions on your offensive line? Left tackle, right tackle? Let's just leave those guys. Mm-hmm. Let's just start there and leave those guys. The Vikings have said that's what's happening. Uh, Reef's heir apparent rookie second-round draft pick Ezra Cleveland is competing for the starting right guard position vacated by the release of Josh Klein. He is behind, Ezra Cleveland is behind Dakota Dozier and Aviante Collins for now in that battle. The line's three other incumbents, right tackle Brian O'Neill. Center Garrett Bradbury He's and it. even embattled left guard Pat Elfline will all start. Okay. Let's play a game called
0: Are You Smelling a Fib? Okay. Because this is all Zoom stuff, right? Like we are literally being told instead of going out like and watching practices, <laughs> it's welcome to Are You Smelling a Fib with Mackie and Jod. So we are relying on coobs on a Zoom call without watching practices or walkthroughs to be telling us the truth. So I'm going to ask you, Phil, to start off with. With what you just read me, are you smelling any fibs?
1: I actually am not, okay? I actually am not. Now, I understand what you're saying, and you covered the NFL for a long time as Are a Are you really writer.
0: naive? That's the next game right. show we're going to play after this one. Welcome to Mackey Judge. Are you really naive?
1: I'm going to tell you something that's complete BS, and you're going to buy it. So, But here's why I don't necessarily think it's BS, Kay. all right? So let's start with the tackles. You're you're, you're you got to you're going into the season and you don't have a chance to evaluate players in practice the way that you would or in games. And so, like I said off the top of the show, your left tackle and your right tackle and your center. So let's put Garrett Bradbury in there too. Not that his job was ever in question here, going into a second year. Yep. You, those are your three most important glue positions along the offensive line. If you feel good enough at those, like Reef has been a veteran. O'Neal was their best offensive lineman, you could argue, last year. And Bradbury was kind of a train wreck at times, but highly touted, rookie, first round, et cetera. Don't mess with those. Mm -hmm. Go into the season with those, all right? Mm -hmm. So that leaves left guard, right guard, very much two areas of need for the Vikings. I don't actually hate the decision to give Pat Elfline one last shot. There really wouldn't be, like, what would the competition be? You don't get to, like, put Pat Elfline in for the first quarter of a preseason game and then put... Drew Samia in like there is there's no way to compete right so what they're saying is Pat Elfine's just going to be the starting left guard because we don't really have any other there's no like place to do a competition so he's going to be the left guard until he train wrecks in the first two weeks and then they can just replace him with somebody else if they need to okay so I don't really think I don't think they're lying I think I think they're going in saying all right what can we like what can we just be comfortable going into the season with and and how can we cuz like where are you going to compete how are you going to have a competition even at right guard mm-hmm. like there's no games so you're going to compete in 11 on 11 next week for 5 minutes i, I don't know are you going to compete in the film room in the media i know room? yeah it's hard to have a competition it's the virtual so meetings and who wants it most i mean it's very clear the competition is virtually <laughs> maybe it's a maybe they're gonna play madden all right who can block the best on Madden? yeah Let's um, go that route so i'm
0: not smelling a fib at the tackles o'neill o- o- is definitely entrenched at the right tackle uh, Reef, I think that if you were going to make a move, you would have had to have an offseason program, which you did not. And so he's going to be the left tackle. And you know what? That's fine. And Coob said, I can even do more to help Reef out. Don't know exactly what that's going to be. Uh, but Koob's putting it on his shoulders that he is going to help Reef become a better left tackle in 2020 than he was in 2019. So I'm buying the tackles completely. Center, yes, you're not going to make a change there. Mm-hmm. Bradbury's a first-round pick. He actually, I think, did improve. Uh, so...
1: That's fine. He was not a good pass blocker.
0: He was not, he was but really I rough. believe I believe he did improve a little bit for, from the guy who was picked up in Green Bay and launched into the third row and accidentally did a Lambeau leap despite the fact he had no intention of doing Sadly, set, set
1: the bar low early in the season, to keep keep your job.
0: Okay, so I think those three positions are set and I think that's absolutely fine. The guards I'm a little bit more suspect of what Kubiak is telling us. Um One is I think that they are going in with what you said, which is at left guard, we can't really stage a competition, so we're going to say it's Pat for now, and it is going to be Pat for now, but that does not assure Elfline of starting for a good portion of this coming season. But I have, if this is true, I have a major bone to pick with the coaching staff. Okay, so this isn't just smelling a fib, this is more... Are you serious? The game show called "Are You Serious?" So Should we fire up some more. Do it. Are you serious, <sighs> Judd's All Gad. Are you serious, Coobs and Zim and Dennison? Um, that is the Ezra Cleveland end of this component. And hear me out. It sounds like, from what Kubiak said and what Mark Craig uh, wrote and interpreted as in today's Star Tribune. That they said that Ezra Cleveland is being coached up at right guard, okay
1: yeah. in fact, just for the for the purposes of having the full quote here, mm-hmm. asked if he has already tabbed four of the five starters up front. Kubiak said, we got four of those guys back, so we go right back with them. And right now, Dakota, AC Aviante Collins, and Ezra are kind of working at the other spot. What do we got? About six weeks to play a game, so we got a lot done. And he did not mention Drew Samia at all in this entire conversation. Yeah, which is very weird. So, is actually if you break down that quote, he says we got four of those guys back, so we go right back with them. Is he is? Are we just left to assume that Elfline is going back to the left guard spot? Right. That's what we're left to assume. Or, or is he? Have they made? Have they moved Elfline to the right guard without telling us? Okay. And now, because Ezra Cleveland has played on the left side of the line for his entire career, right? And, th- and this is my problem. If
0: the quote is open for interpretation, if they are saying that they're working with, it's open for interpretation with Mackie and Judd. Hey, we'll be back after this. Uh, if they are working elf line, if they have moved him to right guard and they're working Ezra Cleveland, who is a left tackle at left guard, I sign off on that and say for now that's absolutely fine. If the interpretation of the quote is that Ezra Cleveland is working at right guard, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't Because love here's that why. Yeah. Here's why. Okay. You're a left tackle. You're a second-round pick. You have no off-season program to speak of. You're going to be moved potentially to guard. I get that. I accept that. But I've always got, gone back to a conversation that I had with a guy that the Vikings acquired from the Eagles years ago, Artis Hicks, in oh, training man. camp. And I did a I did a story on him because he was being moved uh, guard to guard. He he was being flipped from left to right guard by the Vikings. And I said to him, and I went into my conversation with Hicks, assuming that, okay, it's guard, right? You, you play guard, you play guard. And he told me spend the rest of your day today writing with your left hand and get back to me about switching positions because your brain functions and all of the things you do have to be reversed. If you go from the left side of the line to the right or vice versa. All right. So if you're asking and we don't know for sure, but if you are asking Ezra Cleveland, Hey, can we without any real on the field instruction yet, can we just move you to right guard And you've played the left side the majority, if not your entire football life, that to me is a weird ask. It's a bad ask. And look, if you're not, if you don't want to play Cleveland flat out, and you just say, if we put him in day one, it's going to hurt him. It's not going to help. He didn't have OTAs. He didn't have really training camp. He certainly didn't have exhibition games, right? So you just say, we are going to earmark possibly playing him at some point in 2020, or hell, Reeves going to be gone after 2020, Phil, so he's going to step in at left tackle in 21. I say, it's not ideal, but yeah. go, but do that. But if you're having him flip sides of the line, that to me is a weird, weird ask, and I'm very curious to see when practices do open up. If we see Cleveland at that right guard spot, I'll flat out say right now, I think that's a mistake.
1: Unless it's, it's a mistake, unless... They've decided long term they think he can be a right guard. If they have long term plans for him to be on the left side of the line, particularly at left tackle, yep. at some point, I wouldn't mess with this. I would just have him be the backup. All right, your your left side of your line is Reef and it's Pat Elf line. Yep. And Ezra Cleveland is the main backup on the left side of the offensive line. I wouldn't mess with the right side. I'm with you on this. I wouldn't mess with the right side for Cleveland in in a rookie season with no chance to work out really against you know preseason competition or anything right unless you had made the decision to move him to the right side long term
0: but you don't you don't draft a left tackle who you like in the second round to move him to right guard long term
1: unless i agree like that would be uh, very uh, uh, surprising unless to me. i'm just throwing this out like, yeah no unless, i get it unless they identified him as something other than a left tackle when they drafted him and just didn't say anything publicly because why would they yeah if they said actually you know what we like you as an offensive lineman, and we and we think you can make the transition, and we actually need you over here. But long term, they need a left tackle, because Riley Reif's not going to be on the team next year unless he takes a massive restructure and pay cut.
0: My question, I guess, off the Zoom call done by Kubiak is, did Kubiak not volunteer up the potential information that Elfline actually has been switched to right mm. guard to compete there? Thing. And yeah, that, yeah, and that by sense. the way, would make the most sense. And I don't think that Elfline has... A long-term future on this line i really don't and so if you if you were to tell him okay it's going to be tough but you weren't that good of left guard right so we'll try you at right guard it's not perfect but i get that so i think the most sense would be if we find out when practices do open up that the depth chart is more like reef cleveland at left guard Bradbury, Elfline, slash, what Samia Aviante Collins, all of those guys at the right guard, and then O'Neill at right tackle.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, boy. It's it's just a, it's kind of a rough a rough list of options here. You know, like they they just don't have anyone. Brian O'Neill about the only one on that line that you would say has a chance to be considered like above average consistently going forward. Because Riley Reef is kind of coming down the mountain age wise, yeah. and he's had some injury issues. So that offensive line, like I get that they're putting stock into Garrett Bradbury as a high draft pick, and they're hoping that he turns the corner. <laughs> he better turn the corner. He's a first round like, pick. If he doesn't turn the corner, there even 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 just going into the season as is right now, you're really hoping that four guys figure it out because Brian O'Neill has already figured it out, yeah. and I and I and I include Riley Reef in this conversation just because his play has eroded a little bit the last couple R- of years. R- R- Riley
0: Riley Reef is not going to. F- figure it out to use your term. I think what Kubiak is hoping is that he can put Reef in advantage enough advantageous situations enough to make him successful and I do I think the key with the reef conversation is he's certainly not a train wreck um so it's not it's not uh, TJ Clemmings like which was just unplayable. Um, but I also think that what you hope is that Reef can continue to play well enough until he gets the baton to Cleveland.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, too, in this whole discussion about making guys comfortable in a tough off season where you don't get to work out, and there's been some discussion. You know, if Ezra Cleveland is is a left tackle, then would you move Brian O'Neill to left guard? And it is worth noting that 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 uh, Riley Reef has played. Eight or nine years in the NFL, eight years I believe it is, 2012, mm-hmm. and he's never played a snap at left guard. So that's also a stretch to just assume that. Because Detroit could jump took
0: in. him from left to right tackle, correct?
1: Uh, Detroit had him playing right, so he played left tackle for for as a starter for three years, and then his last year in Detroit, he was, the, he was the starting yes. right tackle. Yep. The Vikings took him, moved him back to left tap uh, to left tackle. Yes. He's ne- but he's, he's never played a snap at left guard in in but the but how do you do?
0: And th- this goes across. The league, of course, but how do you
1: stage competitions? You don't. You, you just—it's damn near impossible. You, you can't. I mean, I mean, how much value do you? They're going to do eleven on eleven practices in you know the the Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center. until COVID starts to spread. Yes, yeah, that's well, that's a whole nother. You know, good luck with discussion. those. But they have to go through some of those workouts, and so this is why to go back to the beginning of the discussion. Uh, are, are they telling the truth about this? I I think they're telling the truth about O'Neill. At right tackle, Bradbury at center, and Reef at left tackle. And I think they're telling the truth about Pat Elfline just being a starter. I think the question is, is Elfline the right guard or the left guard? And then where do all the these other guys? What if they it, came so.
0: out and, and said, Did you see Elfline last year yourself? Do you really think we're gonna start him again?
1: What are you crazy? Did you see him play? Is he beyond all right? Let me ask you this. Like like to me, Bradbury is still in the zone of he was highly touted. People thought he was NFL ready coming right out of college. Yep, uh, He's your starting center, and he, he for sure gets the runway of at least 2020, maybe even 2021. Elf Line's been in the mix now for three years, two as a center, one as a guard. Uh-huh. Is he just sort of beyond the point where, oh, well, you just got to be patient with a young player. Like, has he gone beyond that at point? At center, he was
0: pretty good his f- first year, but he, what, hurt his shoulder, and I think he severely cracked his ankle in the uh, conference title game. Uh, he came back and tried to play guard. I think. I think the issue with him, and it's just the unfortunate reality of football, is the injuries might have cooked him. I just don't know. He doesn't. He has never been close to the same guy. And I think he's a tough guy. And I think he plays. I. I think he wants to be successful. So this is not. Uh. Well, what's going on with Elf line? But I think he suffered two very substantial injuries in his first year, and I think what we're finding is there is a chance he's just done. It's not his fault. It's not the Vikings' fault. Stuff just happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is uh that is definitely a thing when you're talking about Bradbury, better, human beings.
0: Bradbury though better
1: improve. I mean, yeah.
0: this is not a, well it's too bad that guy didn't work out. Yeah. This is a first round center.
1: So that's what we know about the Vikings offensive line battle in air quotes to this point is that they've got four of the five spots solidified, again, in air quotes. Or do you smell a fib?
0: Coming up next on Do You Smell a Fib? On the yep, on the hot, Rocco Baldelli says Josh
1: Donaldson's going to be absolutely fine. Do you smell a fib? <laughs> uh, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you next time.
0: The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3.